We were trying to raise $25,000. Tell us how much we got. I feel like I'm going to cry already. I'm so nervous. Oh, my gosh. Get up to that microphone. You guys, what is it? I, I forgot how to speak the English language. <laughs> $37,734. That's outstanding. You guys. I think that deserves a round. Yeah. I'm glad I bought tissue from Costco. And with that piece of good news, it's time to start the show. Welcome to Boozy Brunch. It's time to start the show. How many boozy brunches have you already had? It's our weekly recap show of <laughs> our morning show on 106.5 The Arch here in St. Louis. Uh, we throw the drinking at work rules out the window because there, there are no windows here. <laughs> it's just us in our private studio for now. So um, Here. Cheers. Clink. Clink. This was an emotional week. Oh, my goodness. So, I mean, this was a theme week is, is the lightest way of putting it. We, we talked about almost nothing except for trying to raise money for Got Your Six, this organization out of Maryville, Illinois, who trains PTSD service dogs for local veterans and first responders. And it was a roller coaster. These dogs are amazing. And what they do for the veterans who have PTSD is absolutely astounding. I've never seen anything like it. These veterans are isolated. They are having a hard time getting back to the real world. I mean, imagine what it's like to be a combat veteran and see those things. And then you come back to your normal life and you're supposed to just be normal again. And it's, it, do, it just doesn't work that way. The kind of things that we were hearing from the veterans we were able to speak with. I mean, they are literally saying that these dogs save their lives. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of like the, actually one of the veterans we talked to. Yeah. He said, I, I, was almost one of the 22 that figure that 22 the combination of veterans and active service members who commit suicide every single day mm-hmm. and he went from contemplating suicide to not only getting able to go out the house but now he talks to other police precincts about PTSD about mental health about the help that this dog has provided to him mm-hmm. and he was in the studio with us this morning Eddie he was sharing his story also Kevin and his service dog Daisy were here we had a dog party at the studio this morning it was a dog party I don't even care that I have dog hair all over me I don't even care it was so worth it you can see those photos on the Arch's Facebook page just go to Facebook 1065 The Arch this is the second year we did it last Mm -hmm. year oh we we broke our record. Last year was thirty three thousand. This year was thirty seven thousand, mm-hmm. and we were able to fully fund Thomas last year. He was a puppy when we saw him, and Nicole, who runs the organization Got Your Six, brought him along so we could see his progress. He's getting placed with a recipient in just a couple months. He's a giant. He's the biggest one there, and he's only yeah. He's not even. He's hardly a year. He is so cute, and he's so big, and he's like the best dog. He's really sweet. He likes to snuggle. Have you ever been around? that many dogs at once when the energy was so low like every Mm-mm. single one of those dogs even when they have a little command where they say like free or something and mm-hmm. that means you don't have to pay attention to me right now just you know at, at, you're free at, to do as you want you know the dog version of at ease soldier. yeah <laughs> and even when they were all quote free whenever you looked over they were still staring at their owner mm-hmm. making like pretty serious eye contact making sure that they were fine and they respond to all these different cues nicole who runs got your six again was showing us some of the cues that Thomas, the dog we were able to sponsor last year, already responds to one of them was crying. Number one, Nicole is almost scarily a good actress. I always thought she looked like Reese Witherspoon. Maybe she just is Reese Witherspoon. Maybe. When she started fake crying to show us what Thomas could do, I was like, are you okay? I know. She totally got me. But then he just jumps up on her. 
Yeah, to like calm her down. And one of the things that's neat, I didn't ask Nicole, but this was just what I witnessed and what I think happens is that, you know, if um, a veteran is having, if something triggers them and maybe they're in a state of anxiety or they're crying or something and the dog puts their paw on the veteran or jumps up to kind of shake them out of their feelings, then the veteran is also... I think they feel kind of responsible to let the dog know that they are okay. Hmm. And so that helps bring in, bring them out of it as well because the dog's taking care of them, but they also want to take care of the dog. I mean, these it, this is more right, alerting to a harmful behavior. These mm-hmm. dogs are literally healing these people. And I think going to what you're saying also each time it happens, they're, they're progressing and getting better and better. Mm-hmm. One of the things that Kevin, a veteran with, his service dog Daisy asked us today. He says, "Listen, you met me. Am I, am I even the same person as I was last year? N- no. And he had already had the dog when we met him last year. Right. But, well, he he did one of our video shoots with us, and we had to kind of reorganize the whole room where we were shooting so his back could be against the wall, facing a door, mm-hmm. make sure the lighting wasn't too bright in his eyes. And even with all that done, he was still pretty uncomfortable. He f- right. would freely say himself, and then." To have him in the studio this morning, he just called our request line because he came early. He's like, hey, it's Kevin. I'm outside with Daisy. We're like, hey, come in. And he's like, okay. And also, I think what's really inspiring is how I feel like they're they're more in touch with their emotions. I don't know. He might roll his eyes at me if if he heard me say that. But when he was so clearly expressing how he was feeling towards to us... I was at some almost envious of like it was it's a very brave thing to be that vulnerable of like hey uh, this is making me uncomfortable right, right now or him just mentioning out loud is like yeah this is uh this is anxiety inducing I'm getting some anxiety right now mm-hmm. that's something I think we can all strive to do I mean yeah that, I totally say I'm cool when I'm not a lot right so yeah. I think taking to have such a tough army veteran be mm-hmm. able to just be like yeah this is freaking me out right now just give me a few minutes so I can acclimate talk about personal growth that's something that you and I who luckily have never really struggled with that type of intense PTSD Mm -hmm. still can attain or strive to attain that. And look at how it, so these dogs help the veteran and just by us being around them, they are helping us like Kevin and Eddie and Nicole are inspirations to me. Like they're very inspirational people. What they're doing is difficult and it's very good work. And they're, I feel like enriching the community and enriching people's lives and, helping other people they're they're very wonderful people i also feel like we buried the lead a little bit because we're keeping this donation open all weekend long and through monday so if you're listening to this before the 20th 1065 thearch.com the the 20th of may 2019 i mean what if these are in earth unearthed in like the year 3000 People are going to be like, wait, I still have a day to donate. Oh, this was from 2019. Darn it. The earth is scorched scorched (laughs) and there's no clean water. But just know that a thousand years ago, a group of people in St. Louis banded together and helped Stacy and me get our goal. Mm -hmm. And then some. We were looking for $25,000. We got $37,734. And actually, more than that, since the show ended a couple hours ago, we're still getting hundreds of dollars rolling in. The gratitude that is my... That is in my heart is un indescribable. Like I just am so filled with joy from being a part of this. It makes me look towards the next step. I mean, like in ten years, because this. I mean, this is a very good thing that that is happening in the community and and being able to 
get these dogs trained is wonderful. I think one of their visions, I think, in the future is to have the government recognize these service dogs as actual medical equipment. That'd be great. And being able to get government grants, because yes, we will be here every year raising this money for at least one dog. We've got almost one and a half dogs this year, but that doesn't seem it doesn't seem attainable to me or sustainable to me in the way that like God, we don't this country doesn't see or the government even doesn't seem to take enough care of all the veterans like mm-hmm. to have to turn to crowdsourcing sucks right. in 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 one way it obviously shows the resiliency of the buy state and how many people are going to show up and and give money so this can happen for another veteran but they don't get any money from the government i really hope that changes because to have to do a fancy bake sale is kind of what i'm right. looking at what we did to Save the life of a veteran. It's a like, fancy come bake on. sale, but we don't actually give you anything to eat. No, <laughs> you know? we just add, pay us and, go, and and then just no. Imagine a croissant and give us five dollars. It's soul cookies. It's um, it's I like brain it. sugar. But yeah, I mean that's. I think that's one of the reasons. At least I know I got into it, but I I don't think I'm speaking for you. Is, is that they a lot of times seem so underserved and mm-hmm. like mental health. It's almost it's having its day right now, which is it, which is so wonderful. I grew up with a mother who is a social worker, so I've I've been aware of mental health my whole life, which I feel very lucky to have be mm-hmm. ra- to have been raised amongst someone who understands the effects and that it's real because it is one of those things that you can't see, and so it doesn't seem real unless you have experience with it. And that, if you don't, that's that's great, but a yeah. lot of people do. <laughs> I mean, it's the yes, the injuries that that you can't see, and I think your mom put a very in a way that I can understand them last year, which is like you, you have a broken arm, you go to the doctor. Oh, look, there we can visually see your broken arm. This X-ray is proving your injury. My mom's had a lot of years breaking stuff down to the lowest common denominator, so I could understand raising it. you. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, but right, so the <laughs> mental health it does seem, and even to be honest, I've, I I have people close to me, uh, friends and family members who have similar situations of, you know, being a combat veteran or having PTSD. And if they're on a certain track, I feel myself occasionally getting, feeling the frustrated part of my brain being like, can't it, if you don't experience it, it makes you want to kind of say, can't you get a quote, get over it or like, this isn't suck it up. Right. Like, Oh, and I'm sure. So even with all the exposure I have, I can still feel myself sometimes being tempted to fall into that trap. Mm -hmm. So if you don't have the, the benefit, like you did, Stacey, of having a mental health professional being your mother so she can share with you exactly that's why how That's I'm stuff. not messed up in No, least. not at all. Not a single <laughs> issue for you to work out with anybody. Woo! That's a funny joke. So, so I think also at sometimes it felt like, for many people, we almost had to convince them that this was a real thing. But if you just hear any, any sentence from Kevin or Eddie, the two veterans that we were working so closely with this year, I, they have so many examples that it just blows you away. Mm -hmm. And I want to just continue catching myself on that, but I think the more that this is being discussed, I think probably, what, the last five years, but definitely the last two years, I think more and more people are being more transparent with their mental health or anxiety and more transparent about the need to figure it all out to be a healthy person that maybe that will eventually transform and translate into the government taking this part of it more seriously because... There is some like kind of hippy dippy stigma still, I think, of like dogs for mental health. Like, oh, do you want to put a flower necklace around that dog and sing kumbaya? It's like, dude, this is this is legit. Right. This is an act- actual medical equipment, life saving. Mm-hmm. It's a life saving soul inside the dog. Right. 
it's it's incredible to see. And I wish that I um, could, I don't know, express it better. Like, I really wish that I could just say something that made people realize how incredible it is to witness what these dogs can do for people who have given, in my opinion, so much. Even even veterans who signed up and didn't see combat, they didn't know they weren't going to see combat. Right. They didn't know what they were in for, and they still signed up. Imagine being on a plane going to Afghanistan, and you don't know what you're in for. Just that in itself, I feel, is traumatic. Well, I think Kevin does a very good job describing a lot of it in the video that we shot with him, and that still should be on our website, and again, unless it's the year 3000 and... The if we're websites used to be these things on something called the internet. One zero six five thearts.com. You could see that. So this is a wonderful Friday because not only do we surpass the goal, mm-hmm. but it's Friday and it's sunshine. And I know this is uh, switching gears, but are you going to talk about my boyfriend? The reason why you're also so happy. Yes, your boyfriend <sighs> is in town from Northern California. He's been here for almost the past week. Yeah, Has he's that been the best. You yeah, he that guy is great. The end. <laughs> um, I, does he still treat you that way um, after he saw the murder suit that you bought? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> okay, d- don't. Here's the deal, Jonah. Mm-hmm. I like my murder suit. I like to wear my murder suit. Did we I enjoy my murder suit so much that I purchased extras and I have shared murder suits with people. Sherry heard me talking about it on our station and she wanted a murder suit. And I was like, I have an extra. I will put a murder suit up front for you. If you're just joining us, what we're talking about is Stacy thought the best idea for the first step of attacking the weeds and poison sumac in her backyard would be to buy a full body suit, like the kind of hazmat suit that people who investigate aliens wear. Okay. Or serial killers who don't want to get blood everywhere when they decapitate people with a machete. Those kinds of suits. You know what Dexter suit? I'm a multitasker. That's it's, horrifying. This suit is good for many things. 30 seconds. Tell me why it's a bad idea. Go. Uh, because it's... Overpreparing, you're going to scare your neighbor because you, they're going to think there's going to be a nuclear waste thing in your backyard that does not look breathable. I feel like you're basically wearing a sweatsuit the way that... 15. Oh, you can already think of 15 other reasons why it's bad? No, now you have 10 seconds left. You're wasting money. You do not need it. You're on a budget and you're spending money on unnecessary things from the internet. Does they that were sound familiar? They were $1.99 each. Okay, so that's $6 you wasted. And it is, no, because I am preventing having to purchase disgusting rash cream. I'm preventing myself from having a horrible, uncomfortable reaction to something that is literally poisonous just, in my yard. You just don't want your neighbors to ever talk to you ever again. You just want them to see you in that suit. And then they're never going to bother you. How about if I put the suit on and then if anyone sees me, I go beep, boop, boop, boop. <laughs> if this is Hi, not, neighbor. Again, if you're not listening to this in the year 3000, go to the Arches <laughs> Facebook page. Stacey did take a, you brought it in and you wore it. Oh, I have an idea. I can put on the murder suit. And if I see one of my neighbors, I can be, I can look them up and down and then I can go. Did you gain gain a couple of pounds? You're looking good. No, you juicy. If you see them, you should just run. Like no matter what, if you're having a shovel, whatever it is, just drop it and don't full sprint until you're out of sight. 
Tell me okay. how that was. That was one of the dumbest ideas I ever had as a kid. I thought it would be the funniest thing. Thank God I never tried it. I thought it would be hilarious that if I was ever in any place, a restaurant, a mall, a store, and a police officer walked in, that I would make eye contact and then sprint. Well, no I mean, your what. tiny little child brain thought that was funny because that's what kids do. I, they play hilarious pranks like that. I was I was big enough for it to be believable too. I was like seventeen and oh so wait, seventeen? Yeah, no. <laughs> I, I almost you let like you six. let me get away with it. No, I thought it would be like a fun prank. Like oh, I, God. I was in high school. When out. Oh man, that's bad. So I was like, one. I got very close one time because at a pizzeria and. A, Cop, I guess he was getting off duty or just on his lunch break walked in and all I wanted to do was book. I thought, I don't, I don't know why I thought that was so funny. I don't know. Probably good I didn't figure out what would have happened. Yeah, I'm glad you didn't do it. I'm glad you're very smart. I thought I was smart because I was like, because I didn't commit a crime, so what could happen? <laughs> hey, you, f- you idiot. Um, enough about how dumb I am. So do you have plans? Well, I know we both have plans on Sunday. We're doing a 5K at the St. Louis Zoo. Mm-hmm. You're walking like a smart person because you haven't run in years. I'm running like an idiot because I haven't run in years. Mm-hmm. And I decided that the way to get back into running would be to run 5,000 kilometers up hills. I also have a like pretty severe ankle injury. So I really can never run again. So I at least have an excuse why I can't run. My excuse is that I'm an idiot and I'm going to run. Amanda was very, she runs every day. She has a base pace of seven and a half miles an hour. That is so fast. It is too fast for me. And I don't know why I thought that somehow she'd be charitable, but this is how, and like run with me. This is the way she put it. She goes, you can try to keep up with my pace. Why don't you just walk with Joe and me? Because. It's in my head because I used to run. I used to run cross country. I used to run 5Ks. I ran a 5K. I don't think I stopped. I have an idea. Four years ago when we were back in Santa Rosa. We'll start at the same starting point. Yes. You run ahead. You collapse. Joe and I will catch up to you. And you will have rested by that time and you can walk the rest of the way with us. You and I should race and it (laughs) it will be like the tortoise and the hare. (laughs) <laughs> You're going to walk, I'm going to run, mm-hmm. but everyone knows that uh, it's all about consistency. And if right. I'm just be sprinting and then puking on the sidelines every five minutes. I will walk right past you. No, just, I would see if you needed help. I can't even pretend that I would. I'm just winding myself up. This is not going to be good. Jonah, think about it, okay? The most that you're going to have to do this is for an hour. One hour. That's mm-hmm. the, the longest it's going to take. It's 3.1 miles. It's a 5K. It's like, it's, you can totally do it. It's not that big a deal. And here's the thing about running. This is just going to make me feel worse when I can't do it, yes. You can do it. I can run for three miles. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be fast. You can slow what, your we, pace while you're running what and catch it, your breath. What means running? Do I just have to move my arms quickly? No. How slow is not running? I think that running means, like, so when you walk... When you walk, a lot of the time, both feet are on the ground at the same time, right? Only one foot can be on the ground at the same time? Yeah, that's running. running. But you could do it slowly. (laughs) I just made that up right now. I like it. But that's slowly is still running, and you can catch your breath, and then you can speed back up. I'll do my best. You know what I mean? I I kind of think so, although the more we talk about it, the more pressure it's building up. But also swinging your arms makes it look good. Swinging your arms don't have more than one foot on the ground at the same time. If you could also just kind of occasionally go, look at me, I'm running. That helps people realize that you're running. And that's how you make friends. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, let's... buddy. <laughs> 
We'll finish these rings and get out of here because okay. I know you have a boyfriend to attend to. Yeah, I do. Let's cheers. Gross. That was to you, not my drink. All right. Uh, I know. We're back. I know you well enough to know you'd never call your tea gross. 1065 The Arch. Thank you for keeping up the skies. You're welcome. It's in one of those uh, keep warm or keep cool tumblers so the ice can stay inside. It is tea. Long Island iced. We're on uh, the radio every morning, Monday through Friday, starting at 5 in the morning on 1065 The Arch. 1065TheArch.com uh, is where you can find more stuff. We'll be, we'll be back here next Friday. I can't wait to check in and see um, if you lived through your 5K. Well, if you see a body on the side of the road, you'll 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 be one of the first to know. Another iced tea reference: that the bodies hit the side of the road <laughs> body, during that 5K. Body count one. <laughs> see you later. <laughs> Bye.